Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two, three, and we are a go. Welcome to another episode of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. I have decided to declare that we are officially in the dog days of summer. Um, basketball is almost over. Uh, we're into the second half of baseball season for, uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, the hockey playoffs are done. Um, summer soccer is practically done and dusted. We're going to get into the new club season. Um, football season is almost right around the corner. Uh, my fantasy league has actually been talking about getting together for the fantasy league draft. Uh, and it's going to be an offline, it's going to be an offline big board draft. So now I, that, that, that's the official sign in my opinion that we're in the dog days of summer. What do you think, Jake? Yeah, it's pretty shitty when you get home at night and there's no uh, sports on TV besides maybe a couple of baseball games here and there. But I uh, just get home. There's nothing really to watch on TV. Now you're looking for TV shows. Um, you got to go outside and golf, whatever you can do. But, yeah, it does – this time of year does suck. Like, I, it's great for summer, but when there's no sports on, I am just I just feel lost. No, I agree wholeheartedly. But we do have the Open Championship that will begin tomorrow. Well, t- t- literally, like, it will begin well, – in a couple hours. We, yeah, in the early morning hours where we will be sleeping when – the Open Championship will kick off uh, the 149th at Royal St. George's, um, and that's you know that's actually probably the that's actually the this is the last big event of the golf season up until we get to the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, and I'll I'll let you take it away. I'll have you start us off with with it. All right. So yeah, it is the 149th Open uh, Championship, the last one of the year, probably. I don't know, the lead up to this week's been pretty exciting just with all the stuff I've seen on social media about it. I'm excited about it. Um then of course next year being the hundred fiftieth, they're gonna go back to St. Andrews, play the old course, which will always be fun. But I know this I did you if you saw any pictures of this course, this looks not fun to play at at all. I mean it, it's link style golf, so there's just hills everywhere, like in the middle of fairways. You can hit a perfect shot down the middle and end up getting stuck in the center of the fairway with a like a 40-foot-high hill in front of you, or you get stuck on one of those, like, 5- to 10-foot bunkers, which are always fun. So, yeah, it's always interesting to see. I mean, there's you never really know who's honestly going to win the Open Championship. It could go any way, to be honest. I mean, there's always big names up there. But it seems like a lot of the times, like, the guys that are better suited to play at Lynx Golf are the guys from over there in Europe because those are the courses they're growing up on. But there is a – a lot of big names in this uh, championship for sure. I know, unfortunately, a couple of guys, actually a lot of guys, dropped out 15, of the tournament already because 15. of uh, COVID. Yeah, it's, it's a, a couple Watson knew- dropped out and Hideki Matsuyama, just two, to name two of the big names that had to drop out. Yeah, and then you've got a, uh, and you had Zach, the previous Open champion, oh, uh, uh, Zach Johnson dropping out. Um, uh, you had a few others. Uh, the total is up to 15 the last I knew, which is uh, – kind of insane when you really think about it i mean i can understand like you know a couple tested positive for covid um uh, so that makes sense there um right but then um, you've got 
then you've got others just dropping out because of the COVID protocols that are happening. Yeah, the bubble dropped out just because he was just because of uh, protocols, which sucks, unfortunately. But I mean, I'm pretty sure he has enough FedEx points where he will be playing in the playoffs. I could be completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure he has enough points at this point in the season to make it in the playoffs. So he's not really too worried about that. And I don't think he really thought he really had a chance to win this tournament to be completely fair. I mean, I love Bubba Watson, but I don't think he said a chance in this tournament. Oh, hundred percent. He had no chance. I mean, the man hates, the man hates playing in the U S open for crying out loud. I don't think he, I don't think he enjoys playing in the open just as much either because the open is in my, the open, in my opinion is honestly the hardest tournament, the, the hardest major in out of the four, honestly, because well, like you said, going back to like how the courses are designed, like those are links golf courses. Like, honestly, like you've got the deep bunkers, you've got the high roughs, like nobody, like you've, you've got to be out of your mind to actually like enjoy playing on a course like that. So for a man like Bubba Watson, who I sadly cannot be in the tournament because of the COVID protocols, um, I don't, like you said, he probably wouldn't have stood a chance anyways, and he probably wouldn't have even enjoyed himself playing on the course. Uh let alone in the tournament, just because of how tough and difficult the course is. I wouldn't say he wouldn't enjoy himself, especially with this statement that he came out with a couple of weeks ago saying that he basically just finds enjoyment in golf no matter how he's playing. He's at that point. So he would have enjoyed it, so it just sucks to see just these big names end up dropping out. Um, but it's not like it's going to take away from any of the big names that are still going to be at the top of the leaderboard. Um, like, again, it's a major championship, so you got all the big names there. Um, the defending champ, actually, a Shane Lowry, is looking to make since the last Open was in 2019 because last year they didn't have one because of uh, COVID protocols. So he's the technically the defending champ still. Yeah, I know you've got. Yeah, he's looking to defend his title, go for two in a row there. Um, uh, you've got odds on. You've got U.S. Open champion John Rahm. Uh, he's the odds-on favorite. Last I checked, it was seven to one for him to win uh, the uh, Open Championship, which is pretty impressive there. But the thing is, though, is that doesn't surprise me that Rahm is the odds-on favorite, given the fact, given how he was been golfing over the past couple months, like. Up until up until he uh, won the U.S. Open, he like was just pretty much dominant. I mean, we all know what had happened at the Memorial when he had when he had to be taken out of that, and then he ended up winning the U.S. Open. Um, and then obviously, like even before, like all those two tournaments, like he was just, he was always like you know right there in the middle of in the thick of it for the most part. Uh, so he's been one of the most more consistent golfers on tour this season. Obviously, like you've got other names. Like, obviously, we have the two. Two are the two most talked about golfers uh, in the world right now up there in terms of being odds on favorites too in Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau. Um, in fact, I think both of them have the same odds at like 15 to one or something like that. DeChambeau could... actually dropped a 14 to one and Brooks is still sitting at 16 to one. Oh, so. So yeah, Bryson so is actually... sitting alone at the second best odds to win this tournament. I doubt this does not suit Bryson's style of play especially with the caddy change that happened with him, with this caddy just last two weeks ago, just dropping out on him right the day before a tournament, which was funny shit to see, to be honest. Yeah. He I wish more came out on that story though. Well, why? I mean, they, I get, they did that little, like they both said their things, but it was just, I don't know. It's it, it, something that, I mean, I guess it seemed right because they just said they kind of just like grew old. Like it's like they're in a relationship. They said they kind of just grew apart and, uh, whatever 
It's got to oh, be yeah. a stressful job bringing Bryson's caddy though, because he's out there right in the morning. Um, you're out, and then you're out there till at least midnight, like after rounds, just hitting balls and making him Bryson having him do all those stupid types of balls, like getting on the ground, clipping the grass for him, spraying some water on the balls before he hits him on the range. It's just that's got to be one of the probably the most frustrating job in golf, to be honest. Would to probably. be his caddy. Probably, but the thing is, though, is he get, if he's getting paid by the hour, on the hour by the hour, then he's pre- earning some pretty damn good money. Well, I mean, yeah, you think about it. I mean, he gets – caddies get 10% of the winner's check. So, there, I mean, he's already making good money with exactly. last year at the U.S. Open and this year in that the Arnold Palmer, which he ended up winning, and he always finishes high in tournaments. So, I mean, it's a good paying job, but I don't know. Uh, if that kind of money is worth it at the end of the day for him. Because you never see a caddy and player separate, like, right before a tournament ever. You kind of either get that more toward with golf, you get that more towards the end of the season, or, like, if they're going to – if the golfer's going to go on a break, maybe he'll change caddies, but not the day before a tournament. He, the caddy, they ended up – he left on the Wednesday, and Bryson had a Thursday round, who was actually the favorite to win. I think it was the Rocket Mortgage Classic. It was the Rocket Mortgage Classic. He was the Classic favorite to win the tournament, yeah. and then he ended up uh, not even making the cut. Yeah, so that was, like, a psychological factor there. But, um, uh, no, I mean – Ah, I mean, my thing is, is like, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see how these golfers adapt to the course. I mean, obviously, it'll be their first time uh, back over, see, over. For the majority of these golfers, it'll be their first time not golfing in the United States in almost two years for the most part. Um, uh, Obviously, because of travel restrictions and protocols and everything. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the majority of them can adapt to courses. Obviously... Obviously, this uh, tournament, in my opinion, in my opinion, this tournament actually favors the European players, the European golfers more than the American golfers, mainly just because of like, you know, they have had that advantage being able to golf uh, in court on courses in Europe, whereas American golfers have not been able to, you know, travel outside of the country for the most part, uh, given what given what's happened over the past 15 months or so. Um like I, so, it would be intri- It's gonna be intriguing to see how American golfers in general golf throughout the entire tournament. Uh, it's just gonna be intriguing in general to see this. I feel like, you know, I, this is gonna be a hot take here, but I feel like there. I feel like there may not be a, a minus score. Like I feel like the winner would win at like plus one, plus two, maybe even at the lowest. I don't think you know. It all depends on like how they play to the course. And then obviously, like the weather will play a factor too. But we all know how the English weather is. I mean, they have like three seasons in one day, um, uh, so that will obviously play a factor there too. But that's my that's my hot take on this tournament. Honestly, I feel like I feel like it won't be a negative scoreline for the winner. I feel like it'll be even the lowest, but I feel like all the scores will be in the pluses. Um, no, I think, I think we're going to see people shoot even or under par, in my opinion. I think, yes, as shitty as it sounds for people to, or as shitty as European golf is just because of the weather over there. I mean, you still see guys shoot. I mean, what did Shane Lowry finish at minus 15 when he won last two years ago now? I think it was minus because he went, yeah, it was minus 15. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like we'll probably see some higher scores, to be honest. But you'll also see some big names not make the cut because of how the course is playing, though. 
Um, like oh. you said, like you typically will see the European guys be scoring a little better on the um, on the like the days just because they're usually. I mean, look at the 2019 Open with Shane Lowry and Tommy Fleetwood, um, both European golfers, uh, and the in the uh, finish in first and second. And then you saw, I think even Lee Westwood was sitting at T4 in that tournament. So, I mean, you're going to see these European guys. And that's why my favorite for the tournament, who I would bet on, um, this is probably a hot take as well, but Rory McIlroy, he's been playing very well um, at the P, was, no, it was at the, uh, the U.S. Open. He was kind of in the cut all day. Um, he's been playing some really good golf, and I'm looking, Rory, to be as a not coming out party, but uh what would we call it? Like a comeback, like a little comeback story for Rory, considering he hasn't won a major in fuck, oh, yeah, a long time hard. now. So I think I like McRoy as a favorite in this tournament. I also like Tommy Fleetwood as well, a young golfer who hasn't won a major yet. Or even we could see, I know I just said actually two of these names, but Lee Westwood, it'd be nice to see him finally get his one major because he's always been a guy that's been there in the contentions. He's won tournaments, but he never got it done on the big show. So maybe it'll be his time to shine, but I really want Rory McIlroy to win this tournament. In my opinion, that is my favorite. It'll be nice to see him win. I mean, you do make a solid point about all three of those uh, there, um, uh, especially uh, McIlroy and uh, Lee Westwood. Um, I was getting ready to say Mick. Fle- you know, I was actually getting ready to say Mick Fleetwood of like Fleetwood Mac. And I'm thinking to myself, no, that's not Mick Fleetwood. No, that's some fucking musician. He got, fucking he got an player. exemption for this tournament. He can play in it this week. Uh, Mick Fleetwood is in his fucking seventies. Hey, they gave him think... a, they gave him an exemption. He's playing. He gets a hit from the senior tees too. Oh, he gets the hit from the senior tees. Oh, good job, Mick Fleetwood. All right, Mick Fleetwood's in the fucking uh, Open Championship. Oh, damn. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, uh, uh Lee Westwood and uh, Tommy Fleetwood. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, Tommy Fleetwood, Lee Westwood. Um, uh, those are two players right there that I didn't even think of. Like. Honestly, you know, I they all they do have a chance there, but those are two players that were golfers that were in the back of my mind right there. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, especially Westwood, like you said, Westwood is a golfer that has just been there, like he's been in contention for numerous majors. Is this the tournament that he finally breaks through and gets his first and gets a major championship, like added to the a lot the career that he has already had? I mean, we have seen him. This season alone, you know, kind of just like be there in tournaments. He was in contention for a for a few tournaments earlier on in the season too. I mean, sadly, he did not win those tournaments that he was in contention for. But the thing is, though, is like he has been golfing a lot better than in years past, which is nice to see. Um, and then, like you said about Rory, Ma- Rory McIlroy too, like I'm in full agreement with you. He's been golfing a lot better as of late. Um, I thought that to myself that like we, when we talked about the U S open, I sat like, we both said, like, we thought he had a good chance to be in the U S to be in contention at the U S open. Um, he was right there for the most part up until Sunday. Um, so maybe this is the tournament. This is the major that like, you know, he finally comes, makes a mini comeback and say, Hey guys, I'm still here. Don't forget about me. You know, like I was when you were thinking of like what phrase to use in terms of like, you know, describing McElroy, I was thinking like swan song, but swan song is like, no, like he's on the back burner or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't use swan song as that, but um, uh, yeah, kind of like a mini, kind of like a mini, like I'm back 
Uh, but like, I'm like, it's not like I'm back, but I'm still here. Yeah. Like this is, I feel like Rory has a good chance. And I think like we're going to be on the same page here and say that like, we think McElroy has a good chance to win this tournament. And I guess, I, I, I guess we're, I guess we're picking them. We're picking right. them, right? Yeah. I mean, I just like the European players because this is not typically, this is not typically a U.S. player dominated major either i mean the last two winners i mean you had shane lowry from ireland and then uh, malinari uh won it for italy and then speed but then you had a swedish winner you had a uh rory mcelroy won it back in 2014 uh, you had ernie ells win his second back in 2012 so it's not really a u.s dominated field here so it's always fun to say i mean unless you go back to when tiger was playing when he won back to back uh and 0506 he went back to back opens but um for you don't really see the the U.S. names every single year, which is nice. So that's why I, if you're smart, you're going to put your money on a uh, European player for this tournament. Oh, yeah, no, without a doubt. But without a doubt, the, the one American that I would – that I do have my eyes on, though, is Jordan Spieth. He has been playing well up to this tournament. And actually going – he won this tournament back in 2017. Um, yep. And he's actually in better – he looks like he's playing better golf now than he was then. So he's yes. one to keep your eyes on as well, especially he's sitting at, I think it's 20 to one odds, unless they change that from the last time I checked. But so he's someone to keep your eyes on as well. I mean, I'm going to agree with you there too. I mean, in my opinion, he's the only American that we should be. If you, if you are going, if you have a rooting interest in an American golfer in this year's open championship, it should, your eyes should only be on Jordan Spieth. Well, there's one other name that I mean that's kind of hard not to mention just because this player always does show up at majors, um, and that's Brooks Kepka. Did well, you, did you see that crazy stat that was put out there? About, no, I, yes. I did not actually see any stats about Kepka because all uh, so, yeah, in every majors. So, in the majors since 2017, um, I believe it was the two players closest to him were at minus 21. I believe it was, it might have been. It was JT and someone else. They were minus 21 to par since 2017 at majors. Kepka was like minus 86, something That's crazy insane. like that. That's that insane. is a stupid stat. And I want to, I'm going to look for it right now because I want to find I mean, it to, so I don't push it. Mean, my it. thing is, is like, I'm not trying to say that, like, you know, push Kepka to the back burner, but I feel like why I feel like Speed would have a better chance than Kepka in this tournament, especially this is a tournament that Speed has won. And don't forget, back in – like you said, he's been golfing better now than, like, he was back then. So, like, I feel like with Spieth, like, this is something – this is kind of like – we all thought, like, you know, you know, like, it goes back to, like, when we talked about the Masters, which feels like – which feels like forever ago now because, like, here we are in July. Um, uh, but, like, we thought, like, he'd be there in the Masters, and he was kind of there for the most part. Um, uh, he was kind of there. He was in contention for a little bit there. Uh, but then, like, you know, he kind of hit us. He kind of just, like, you know, kind of went under the radar. But, like, you know, Jordan Spieth, he will be teeing off with Bryson DeChambeau, actually, in the, in, uh, on, the, on the pairings uh, Thursday. Um, uh, I'll be waking up and probably seeing them, like, just finishing up the uh, first. I'll probably be seeing them maybe on the back nine because they tee off, like, around f- sometime after four in the morning, I believe, which is insane. Um, uh, well, 4 a.m. our time, which will be like just after 9 a.m. over there. Um, Actually, Kepka tees off at uh, 3.03 a.m. 
Oh, so he's yeah, playing with uh, yes, Jason Karak and uh, someone else. I was else. talking Spieth. I was talking Spieth. With no, he's not. He's not paired up with Spieth. No, I'm saying I said Spieth oh, is paired up oh, with Deshambo. I, I, I got. You. Oh, I thought we were talking. Wait, did I did I mess this stat up about Kepka? No, you didn't mess the stat up about okay. Kepka. Okay. No, I was talking about Spieth. I said Spieth. I still think Spieth has a better chance in terms of American golfers than Kepka does. Even though you mentioned that stat, which I'm not describing. Oh, okay. I see. Also, also, it was uh, 80. He was 82 under par since 2017 at majors. That's and I just bring that up because he's a guy that, like, I always like to say he's like the football guy of golf. He literally came out and said he doesn't care about the other tournaments. And it's kind of like, it's just like when you hear that stat, it's like, okay, like, you just can't turn it on and turn it off. But then you go see that stat and you're like, oh, he can. Like, he just is a different animal when it comes to these majors. And that's why he is always just someone to watch just because he can actually go there and tear a course up if he wants to. And he doesn't even put in that much time as the other golfers. Like, I get he still practices and stuff, but he's not as intense with what he does in the world of golf as, say, I know this is the extreme other side of it, but Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, you look at the two of them, they're polar opposites. Yeah, DeChambeau puts all the time and effort into whatever he can get done. And kept going, so it's just like, yeah, man, well, we'll, we'll work on this today. We'll it's a dude's dude of the golf world. Huh? Is that he's a dude's dude of the golf world. Pretty much. Like, yeah, I'm fine doing this. And then, like, he'll work on it for a couple hours. And then you'll see the Shambo, like, doing the same thing over and over again for, like, 12 hours straight. And his caddy's probably like, what the fuck are you doing, man? You did this, like, four hours ago. <laughs> but, um, uh... No, I mean, my thing, I mean, nonetheless, it should be a great tournament. It should be a great uh, a tournament to watch. Nonetheless, I mean, for, I mean, what's going to be nice is that, like, I can watch it, like, in the morning and early in the morning and possibly early afternoon uh, tomorrow and tomorrow. Uh, Friday, I will not be able to because I will be golfing myself. Um, uh, which will be kind of a shame to watch the second round. But um, uh, Saturday and Sunday of the Open is always intriguing uh, because, you know, with every major, as we mentioned, uh, Saturday, is, Saturday is moving day, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, that- and Friday, Thursday and Friday, it really doesn't. Like, I'll, I'll watch it still, but you just can't watch it in depth because you don't know. It's like people are just trying and they're trying to work on, not working on things, but they're kind of figure out what they can do. Like clearly, still trying to make the cup of figuring out how to keep themselves close right now and how to play the holes. Yeah, whereas Saturday separates the pretenders from the contenders, exactly. And then Sunday, and then Sunday is when the real tournament starts, unless uh, unless the leader on Sunday has like a huge advantage, and then it's just like, all right, who's coming in second? Which I hope does not happen in this tournament. Honestly, I would like to see a close tournament going up until Sunday onto onto the back nine, but obviously, I cannot. Uh, I cannot control that, but so whatever happens, happens. But um, uh, I do want to bring up actually, like we keep, we've brought, we both brought up Spieth. I mean, look at where he was back in 2017 when he won. He was on Friday, like when he finished on Friday, like he was not in really a good spot on going into Saturday, honestly. Like Saturday, like when I say moving day, like this dude literally just came out of nowhere in 2017 and kind of like I remember like him going on a charge like on Saturday and all of a sudden found himself like into like the final into the final pairing group so I mean if maybe he could continue if maybe he can find some magic from 27 and just remind himself of what he did in 2017 maybe the man could win maybe 
maybe Brooks Kepka can continue what he does under par at majors and, and win uh, an open championship for himself. Um, I don't know. Um, maybe Roy McIlroy can turn back the clock a few years and get himself uh, another major added to his collection. Um, who knows? Maybe even... Maybe even Phil Mickelson could find a way to win the second major of the year. I have no idea at this point, but but uh, uh, all joke, all joking aside, Shane uh, Lowry has a better chance to hold this title than Phil does to win this tournament. I'm sorry, buddy. No, Tired I don't break your spirits. I love Phil, but yeah, no, Phil, Phil, Phil is um, uh, Phil couldn't even win the Phil couldn't win the match. He he's not winning the over. I know we talked about it last week, but that was like it was pretty boring to watch. To be honest, was, it was too was long. Bad. I didn't even realize it until after like it was. I think it was five and a half hours long of golf, and it it coincided with the first night of the NBA Finals. So I'm sure they probably lost a lot of viewers as soon as the NBA Finals tipped off. It it lost the it coincided with the first night of the NBA Finals. I actually turned it off to watch the to turn on the Yankees game um, uh, because I was watching some baseball because I, I, in my honest opinion, I wasn't even paying, like I, I I had it on and all of a sudden, like I look away and then I look back up and I saw that uh, Rogers and, um, and uh, yeah, I'm getting ready to say Brooksy, uh, Brooksy uh, DeChambeau, uh, Bryson. uh, They were three, they were three up with like five to play. And I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah, it was bad. Oh, did you see actually today a reporter called uh, Bryson DeChambeau Brooks? No, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was purposeful or not, but he said, "Okay, Brooks," like in his um, in his English accent. It's like, "Okay, Brooks," and then uh, Bryson just kind of looked up and didn't. He didn't say anything, but it was kind of funny. I think um, uh, it's nice to see the international media uh, get uh, accustomed to this rivalry. Um, the only stupid thing that I thought happened in terms of the media. Uh, talking to those two, and I thought this was stupid. I don't know if you, uh, you probably don't give a shit or whatever, but they were asking they were asking both of them about the Ryder Cup, which is in September. Like, oh, if you could, you be paired in the Ryder Cup <laughs> for a week or whatever. Like, would you would you care if you're paired with him? Uh, I know, like you, I know, like your the rivalry and everything. But Brooks was on like, no, like I can work with anybody for a week, but you know, we're not definitely, we're, you know, we're definitely not going to be paired together. And then Bryson was like, Oh sure. I'll do it. I don't care. But then I'm thinking, I'm just, I saw that. And I'm like, like, come on now. Like that's like, this is the open. If if you go, if, if like, if you think that there's a chance that they could be paired together, like depending on their positioning going into Saturday, if they both make the cut, then that's something that that's one thing to talk about, but to talk about being paired together for the Ryder cup, which is, Two and a half months out after the golf season has already ended, <laughs> that that's a little push. That's pushing it just a little there. But like I said, it's nice to see the international media, mainly the European media, get uh, accustomed to the rivalry. Um, uh, just goes to show that it is good for golf. Unlike uh, the, uh, unlike uh, you know, un- contrary to other people's opinions, I'm pretty sure there are people that think it's bad for golf. But that's a whatever there. But. Um, I don't know. Do you have any other final thoughts on? Uh, do you have any other final thoughts on uh, on the Open Championship? Um, I did, and I forgot my thought. But I just well, want to story. You I just want to give an interesting about. history story here. So clearly, this is the oldest major in golf, dating back to uh, 1860. Uh, it was when the first 
the actually the Pretswick Golf Club hosted the first Open Championship. It was basically just eight guys playing against each other. And uh, so back in that time, they had what was called the uh, I think it was called the Challenger Belt. Yeah, it was called the Challenge Belt, and it was basically just like a W, like literally the guy wore a WWE belt, and it was just had like midi, uh, like medieval uh, engraving in there or whatever. But so basically, they just came up with a, a rule saying um, this is gonna this tournament can go on forever. But uh, and like they're like, all right, if you have the belt, you as soon as you win it, you have to give it right back. Or at the next meeting you come to for the tournament, you have to bring the belt and set it on the table, whatever. And like then you give it back, and then it goes to the next winner. They said, unless you, they came up with the, the, there was only eight players playing in the tournament. And uh, so they said, if you happen to win the tournament three times in a row, uh, that you get to keep the belt forever and like it's yours. So in 1868, 1869, and 1870, uh, young Tom Morris won the tournament uh, for those three years and uh, ended up, so he got to keep the belt, whatever. And no one really thought about it. So come 1871, they didn't have an open championship because they didn't have a prize to give out to the winner. <laughs> Young Tom Morris, who is now known as Old Tom Morris. So uh, well, one point, well, no, because his dad was Old Tom Morris. Real? Oh, so oh, so, so there's two Tom. So Morris. yeah, there's okay. and actually uh, another story. So Young Tom Morris, well, because Old Tom Morris won the tournament in 1861 and 1862. He ended up, yes. he won it two years in a row. But uh, so young Tom Morris actually died at the age of 24 from a, uh, well, before I get into that, old Tom Morris did win it three times. Uh, he won it 1861, 1862, and then 1867. And then after that, his son ended up winning it the three years in a row and them not having a tournament then in 1870. Could you just imagine that? Like, say like the, sorry, get off. Well, it's what we don't have much to talk about today. So imagine like, you're playing for the Stanley Cup final, and if you get if you win the tournament three times in a row, like if you win the Stanley Cup playoffs three times in a row, you get to keep the cup, and there is no more Stanley Cup. That's you imagine that how be, absurd that is. Like you, that would you, be absurd. Like you that are good enough. Like you can just cancel the tournament because you won it three times in a row. Think about this though: how dominant the Morris father and son combo were. You said 1861, 1862, and then 1867 again for old Tom Morris, and then young Tom Morris, his son, won it in 60, 1868, 1869, and 1870. So that was four years in a row that the Morris, that the Morris father son combo had that belt in their household, and then they, and then they had to cancel the Open because the Morris family had the belt. It's insane. Also, I didn't know that there was an old Tom Morris and a young Tom Morris. I just thought maybe young Tom Morris became old Tom Morris because of his age. But fun fact about old Tom Morris, up until when Phil Mickelson won the PGA a couple months ago back in May, old Tom Morris actually was the oldest uh, person to have ever won a major championship, presumably the open championship that he had won in 1867 to uh, obviously, because that was the only major at the time. Yeah. Um, uh, so. It's then, actually, oh, continue. Sorry. Yeah. So it's actually pretty ironic that you brought up the story involving Tom Morris, uh, whether it's old Tom Morris or young Tom Morris, because it just goes to show that like, Golf 
tales and stories can be intertwined with one another. But yeah, that's just absurd. I can never imagine. Like, imagine Augusta running out of green jackets. Right, right. Like, say Tiger won it, like, back to back to back at Augusta. Like, all right, this is the last green jacket we're giving out. Just this, the Masters is done. This isn't a tournament anymore. Could you imagine how, like, the storyline, so that, like, leading up to that week would be crazy for the tournament. Oh, my God. Yes, like, it would be like, off their rocker. Like, it'd be like, this could be the possible last uh, uh, Masters at Augusta played here. Uh, Tiger is going for his third uh, green jacket in a row, and so uh, if he wins, if he wins today, just no, no more, no more Masters. Just come up with something new for it. No more Masters. It's always weird though. Thank you. When you really think about it, like if somebody like repeats as Masters champion, and and I know like it hasn't happened since Tiger, obviously, but. Um, it's weird to see like, you know, the win, like when you repeat as master's champion, like you have to, like, you're not seeing the previous, you're not, you're seeing somebody else present like another green jacket onto you, like the chairman of Augusta or whatever. Uh, it's just very weird to see that. Um, uh, so, but yeah, no, I mean, they kept, they kept the belt. That would be like if Mont. So like, like you said, I would get, I would get like it, like all right. If there was like say a field of like 150 players playing in it, then I get okay. Like that's a smart rule because like it's 150 players. If you have eight players playing in the tournament. It's not that hard for someone to repeat it at it's all. Not that, it's not that hard. It's not that hard for so, it's not that hard for somebody to take their throw to take the belt to take uh, their first title either. But maybe it just goes to show that maybe old Tom Morris and young Tom Morris just uh, got a bunch of suckers to golf against them, and they hustled the fuck out of them. Oh yeah, but then in uh, so in 1871 though, this is how the Clary Jug was made. Uh, a Royal and Ancient Golf Club, uh, honorable company of Edinburgh golfers, and the Prestwick Golf Club all came together, and they all gave uh, 10 euros a piece for the 30 dollar Clary Jug, and now it's one of the most prized possessions in the golf world. You mean to tell me the Claire Jug only cost? Well, I mean, and back in the, it was in 1871, so that was probably a that lot was of, a lot of yeah, money. That was, a, that lot was money. a lot of money. Yes, so definitely for inflation and everything. But back, but like when you really, well, think yeah, that's about crazy. Like, Just for thirty dollars, they made the Claire. Well, thirty euros, they made the Claire 30, Jug. Thirty euros, thirty pounds, thirty pounds. Euros 30, didn't exist. Oh, yeah, I get pounds, that's right. I get what you're saying there, but for thirty pounds, so they each contributed. They contributed. <laughs> A total of thirty pounds to make the Claire jug. <laughs> that is very, very interesting. There. Yeah, well, and then I mean, from then on, they just had the tournament just go. I don't know what year this finally saw, but then the th for like the years after that, they just that's how the rotation got started. Was those three courses just rotated every single year for where the course rotation now and now it's on a rotation, rotation of ten. Tech, no rotation of nine now. Um, uh, they removed Turnberry. Oh, that's right, and yeah, that's right. I think they're putting another course in though. I think they're going to do it after next year in yeah. 2024. Because well, next year is the 150th one uh, being played at St. Andrews, which is probably one of the most historical golf courses ever. And then they're going to want to go back to the 10-year uh, rotation exactly. so they can have St. Andrews, the old course, hosted the every 10 yeah. years. 160 then actually it's going to be very interesting because I know we're looking into the, we're going to be looking into the future now. But the thing is, though, is like, yeah, you're gonna have the 150 if they're next year. But like, uh, for the 175th, that they the English are very um weird about their like milestones and jubilees and everything. They always kind of like you know every 25, every 50, every 75, every 100. So like when it comes up to the 175th open, maybe they'll tr maybe they'll potentially like 
break it. Um, I I don't know. I could be wrong there. I'd actually have to like take a look back and like see like where they had the fiftieth and then seventy, where they had the fiftieth and seventy fifth, and then obviously the hundredth was at St Andrews. But I'd have to maybe yeah. see like where the hundred twenty fifth was too. So uh, so the hundred twenty fifth that would have been what year. 125th. You can just look up 125th US, uh, 125th Open Championship, and it'll tell you on the Wikipedia. Wouldn't that be at 2005? Uh, it was played, gonna, in 2005, it was played at St. Andrews. Yeah, so I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a Google. 125th. Oh yeah, because they went in in uh, 2005. It was played at St. Andrews. Oh wait, every five years is at St. Andrews. No, it was the 1996 Open Championship, and it was actually hold, held oh, at Royal Lifton and St. Anne's Golf Club in Lifton, St. Anne's, England, which was won by Tom Lehman, who won his only major over runners-up Mark McCumber and Ernie Els. So just go. So um, uh, maybe they're not going to do that for that. Um, they didn't go back to. The old course until, because what they play old course and then the links at St Andrews, right? No, they just play the old course at St Andrews. Oh, because they, they do that. The they do that every five years then. Okay, so it wasn't held. It didn't get held there until the two thousand Open Championship, which was won by Tiger Woods. There you go. So it's a five-year rotation. Then hey, I'm, I'm rotation. looking because I'm looking back at every five years. It's it's a five-year rotation. Why Andrews, Andrews, except in 1984 it was played at St Andrews, and then not again until 1990, which would have been six years. So they had a six-year rotation and a five-year rotation. Why did Why did we think it was ten for some reason? Oh, well, okay. That's how it is at the U.S. Open, but yeah, the US I, guess, Open. I guess we just assumed it went off that. I guess they only play it with the five because I'm looking. They now. did have the six. I um, did have well, six. So is it only four? Well, rounds so I don't know because January? wouldn't because Mur Murfield hasn't played since 2013. Murfield, Murfield, yeah, yeah. That was, I don't, I don't get how they're doing because I'm looking at the courses now that they played and it's, uh, I'm lost were, at this point. Yeah, uh, so am I. Yeah, we can look at this up in our day here, honestly. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it's very intriguing. Um, uh, that was a nice story there that you mentioned about uh, old and young Tom Morris and uh, the belt. Right. Many of our followers on Instagram know anything about the Open Champion or not Instagram, Twitter know anything about the Open Championship? Like, tweet at us and explain to us this uh, rotation that's going on because it does not look like it's lining up like me and Jeremy had assumed. No, it's not honestly. Um, uh, we say we we will admit that we don't we know most we don't know all on this <laughs> podcast. Um, uh, but, I don't uh, even say we know most. No, we do. Uh, we know most than others. So we'll go that. Right. How about we go that far? All right, we'll split the difference. We'll go there. We'll we'll go there. But um, uh, no, I have no other final thoughts on the open. Um, uh, that was a good story there about that. Um, uh, with the belt and how they. Well, I found that I found that interesting. But then actually, so. Uh, Old Tom Morris and uh, young Tom Morris were actually playing in a tur like they're playing in like a like I guess back in the day you could have called it like kind of what we have now with like the match here just playing each other in a match and uh, young Tom Morris uh, got a what, what even was it back then like a telegram maybe would they have it back in those days telegram yeah telegram yeah so we got a telegram basically saying his wife and kid uh, weren't doing well so he went 
like he finished his match and he went like right to the hospital and I guess they died at the hospital. And then uh, like three months later on Christmas, he really just died of a broken heart. Like he died, oh, like man. he he got ended up after she got after both her baby and wife had passed away, he ended up getting super sick and just like not taking care of himself and he died on Christmas Day. It's terrible. Right? It's That's awful. a it's a fucked up story. I just told sorry about that. That is a fucked up story, but podcasts do tell fucked up stories, so we're not the first, and we're gonna not certainly not be the last. Right, history interests me, so it's fun. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, uh, but moving on from that note, um, uh, going off of that, um, uh, it should be an interesting open championship, nonetheless. Um, uh, I guess we'll stay the course uh, in England. Um, I guess we'll stay the course in England. Um, I'm. It should have came home. I'm devast. I'm still. I, I was devastated that it did not come home. Um, but the thing is, though, is you just gotta move on, right? I mean, yeah, you have to at this point. I mean, they're 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 trending in the right direction. They're yes. definitely trending in because I mean they lost in the semifinal of the World Cup. Um, yep. And I mean that was kind of like England, like for a while after their golden their golden era with all of mine and your favorite players. Um, after they all retired, they kind of really had nothing. And then they're in the 2018 World Cup is where you kind of got to see the new players coming through the ranks and seeing who was actually going to carry this team uh, made it to the semifinals. So like, okay, like now let's go to the 2020 Euros and see what they can do. Ended up making a final, losing on penalties. Um, I hate penalties, in my opinion, just like I hate the shootout in hockey. Um, the best team isn't decided that way, in my opinion. No. But it, should, it should be golden goal. Yes. It should be golden goal, just like another 45-45. And then if not, just fucking start taking players off the field, play like five-minute halves if you don't score. I really think golden goal actually needs to be brought back in soccer, honestly. I mean, it's painful that that is a way to end the game. But the thing is, though, it adds intensity to it. Like, And here, I mean – the final was not a great game in itself, honestly. I mean, I, I well, England I, scored and they just kind of dropped back and defended, defended the lead, which was stupid. Terrible, because they English, if if Southgate realized his team can attack and actually just win games that way without worrying about defending, they if they just attacked the whole game, I think they would just dominate teams. Oh, if you, when you go one nil, one oh my god! So I had spent. Uh, all of Sunday in Syracuse, I watched uh, the game at a uh, soccer bar uh, in downtown Syracuse called Wolf's Beer Garten. And it's like a German soccer bar. They have German beer, German food and everything. And I'm standing like shoulder to shoulder, back to back, like all, 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 like surrounded by there had to be at least like 300 people in this uh, bar. That's probably the size of my entire apartment. If not, maybe just a little bit bigger. And it, it was insane. So, like, Shaw had scored in the second minute, which I told you he was going to score. But, um, uh, um, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, all right, just attack. Like, you literally have, like, all these – well, you have great attackers, and then you have, like, fucking Mason Mount out there. Um, uh, you have, And then you have Harry Kane, who's doing dog shit out, who's doing dog shit out there. But, for, but the thing is, though, is, like, when you have that attacking prowess that you have, like – they go for two nil, go for three nil, go for like, go for the jugular at that point. Like you like they kind of, they, like you're right. You're right. They stood back. They defended. Um, 
I mean, Italy scored probably the shittiest goal I will ever see in a final, honestly, off of that set piece there. I mean, Pickford saved it. Then it came uh, like Pickford saved it, went off the post, came back out. And I don't know why Harry Kane, of all people, is standing on the fucking back line. Like, where are my where are my defenders? Uh, I understand they're like at, like you like I understand like they need to be somewhere in the general area, but like damn Harry Kane standing back post going to the going to the goal line like that oh that was terrible but I mean when the game went into extra time like I feel like both teams played for penalties I mean it's really pains me to say that like Southgate actually lost the final Southgate's poor game management lost them that final well yeah I mean it was obvious I mean I get both teams were tired but you could tell both teams just really did play for penalties. I mean, that's why I think golden goal, you should bring out more out of the players because they could now they okay, we have to score. Whereas if you're just playing for uh, penalties, like everyone's just both, both teams are going to sit back and defend and just play around with the ball. And no one's going to really push anything. Exactly. Exactly. It's so annoying because the thing is, though, it's like you said, like, look at like what England brought off the bench. Like they brought, Sam, they brought Jack Grealish in. And literally, like in, I think it was a one hundred and fourteenth something. Yeah, like they, that brought for Jack, Hendo. they brought Jack Grealish in, like in the second half of extra time, and then you brought Sancho and Ra- they were gonna, he was trying to bring Sancho and Rashford out earlier than he did, but you, but obviously, like with how like the ball was never going out of play for them. And can we talk about that for a second? Um, how do you feel? Like I get they're supposed to be like set piece specialists. But how do you feel about bringing someone off the bench in that kind of moment who haven't played all game? Like, all right, now go out there and sh- like just score a penalty for us. I, 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 I look at it like kind of like the hockey thing. It's like, why would you have your fourth liner get out there and take a penalty unless he was like really good? I guess. So I guess I don't know. I just don't like that. Like, I, I think you need the guys warm just to get settled into the game instead of them just coming in off the bench just with that I... pressure stacked on them right away, knowing like that they just have to go out there and score a penalty instead of actually just kind of getting into the flow of the game. I really think that Southgate fucked that up, and those two should have came out earlier, and he should have tried to win the game an extra time. I think Sterling should have shot as well. But There's a lot of things with that final that that team – I'm blaming it all on Southgate. I I really am. I'm not going to blame any of the players um, because there's there's nothing you can do. I mean, give fucking Saka and Sancho and Rashford the balls to get out there in that big a game and take that fucking penalty. Yeah, with how young they all are. I mean, Saka's only 19 years old. Saka's only 19. Sancho's only 19 or 20. Rashford's uh, Rashford is like a year younger than us, like 22 at the most, I think. Like you literally have the future of English football, like right there, and two like. The Jacksonville broadcast call him Jason Sancho. I did not actually. I was surrounded by. I was literally like. It was either Jason. They call him Jason or Jaden. They didn't call that him was, Jordan Sancho. Yeah, that was insane. Like I, I couldn't. I honestly didn't even hear any commentary. Like I was being oh, yeah, surrounded the bar. by. Yeah, they called yeah. him by the wrong name. Like, huh? Like, you're supposed to be commentating a final game, and this is one of the superstars, and you just called him by the wrong name. 
That's crazy, though. I thought maybe Ian. I thought Ian Dirk was better than that. Maybe his age is showing. But um, uh, yeah, no. I mean, like, I'm not gonna blame Sancho. I'm not gonna blame Rashford. I'm not blaming Saka. I'm not gonna like. No, like the. Oh God, that whole situation just uh, entirely irked me because I knew, like, if if England won the final, the country was going to be destroyed. If England lost the final, the country was going to be destroyed. Um. It just pains me that what had happened in the aftermath of the final had happened. Like, it just goes to show that, like, yeah, you can unite behind a country for, like, what, six weeks? They united yeah, behind. But the thing is, I, I know we're going with this, and if, if say, soccer, Rashford, and Sancho all score, then they're the heroes of the country. Yeah, exactly. They're the heroes of the country. Like, if Rashford, if, even if Rashford had just scored, like, if Rashford scored or whatever, I mean, the thing, if Rashford had scored, like, yeah, okay, everything is fine. But the thing is, though, is, like, if, if like, and that's why Rashford was getting a lot of the blame more than any anybody else, because he had beaten Donnarumma and hit the post, which, I mean, should not be, you, that's, like, that's, oh, God. He got I mean? into his own, he, I, as soon as he took that extra step right before the penalty, I knew he missed, though. He got, I'm not blaming him at all. Like, I'm not going to be like those. No, guys. I'm not, not going to be I'm one of those try- Twitter finger people. But he got into his own because he saw the goalie. I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I'm, I'm not even going to butcher Donna it. Donnarumma. Donnarumma. I don't, yeah, that's just, that's a tough one for me. That's fair. <laughs> um, uh, but um, as he made, he let Donnarumma make the first move. And then he kind of like, almost kind of like second guessed himself. And that's when he just pulled it. He, yeah. he shouldn't have taken that extra step. He should have just went up there and fired it. Like, I hate. My least favorite thing when it comes to PKs is when players try to get cute with it. Like, just get up there and, like, fucking just rifle the ball. Because I most, if not every single goalie in any of the league, no matter what goalie you are, like Allison Becker, Ederson, Donnarumma, even if you're Manuel Neuer, you're not saving a penalty that's just rocketed the bottom left or right corner. I'm sorry. No, they're not. So no, you should just not. rock it. I mean, I mean, like, ah. That I mean, like them getting the criticism they are they got, which is completely unfair. Oh yeah, would be like when, well, not you, but like when I like when I lost. Well, actually, no, even yeah, I guess even you can relate to this. I mean, um, uh, losing on pens in high school soccer. Imagine like us coming back to school on Monday and like all of a sudden like you have like the lower grade, like you have like the lower grades, like just like saying we fucking suck or right, whatever. The, the little seventh graders talking shit to us. The little seventh grade fucking shit to us. Well, it wasn't, it, it was embarrassing for England though, as a country after that, just because like I get it's not everyone in the country, but like people just hiding behind the keyboard and saying the stuff they did to the players is just so unnecessary. Like I'm sorry, but you don't have the balls enough, or clearly you're never good enough at soccer to get out there and do what these players are doing. And now you got to sit behind the keyboard and try to belittle these guys because. They're doing something you could never do in a million years because your it's, life is useless and you're probably a fat fuck that sat down on the couch and drank beer with a wife that probably hates you. Maybe not even a wife that hates them. Maybe they're in their mom's Maybe basement. Yeah, like someone like you live – sorry, I'm going to get mean here for a second. But you live a meaningless life and then you got to go do this to these players. Like have some class. They just brought your country to the finals and now you, these – For like the first you love time them. in 55 yeah, years. Exactly. You love – you love them getting you there. You didn't have a problem with them, but as soon as one thing goes wrong, that's just going to flip the switch and do what they did. 
the sad thing is, is that it wouldn't have been. It was the sad thing is, is that it's not. It's just not in England. It, it's, it's in every country. Yeah. It's every country still. But the thing is, though, is like with England, it's it's publicized more in England than anywhere else, which is because uh, it's it's because it's, it's worse in England than anywhere besides, I guess, really. Italy, Italy doesn't handle that. You literally well, people, uh, actually, I don't think we told people what we're talking about. Basically, um, just backstory like after the finals, people online, if you didn't, if you didn't already understand what we're talking about, they were just making racist comments because the three players that happened to miss the penalty ended up all three of them being black, and yeah. now they got racist comments online at them for yeah, it. Yeah, they got, yeah, they got racially abused on social media, and a lot of people have been in support of the three players, Bukayo, Bukayo Saka, Marcus Rashford, and Jane Sancho, obviously because, like, you know, that's something that nobody should have to endure, uh, especially because of a, a, a game of soccer, honestly. Can you say Jordan but, Sancho's first? Did you call him Jaden? I said Jaden Sancho. It's Jaden. It's not Jordan. It's oh, Jaden. Wait, wait a minute. No way. It's Jaden Sancho. J-A-D-O-N-S-O. I didn't hear the... I didn't hear the broadcast wrong then. Oh, so you're the dumb one. I oh boy, I thought his name was Jordan. How many beers were you on? Were you on? Were you in that Wait, day, buddy? What did I do that day? No, you, it's off. You, what, what was I doing? You went to your off. Uh, you went to um. Uh, you went to your. Oh, well, that's right. I had I had my I had my soccer game. No, I did, we didn't end up going to Alcaville. I had a soccer game because it rained, so we didn't go up there. So I got to see the first half. Then I got in for – I got to see extra time, so I just missed the second half, and I clearly didn't miss much. But I really thought his name was Jordan Sancho, and oh, now shit. I feel like a complete idiot. Well, you, you know No what? way thought, am I just finding this out now. I thought maybe you had the potential to be the next head coach of the Cheek Tawanga, whatever they are. Hey, I'm, but... not, I'm not head coaching that team, though. We lost 3 nothing the other day. I touched the ball twice. I think we were in their I, – I play striker. We were in their attacking half maybe for 20 seconds of the game. Um, I don't think we registered a single shot on that. I was just terrible. talking to their center back the whole game. That's terrible. That's fucking terrible. Wow, That's I am, I need That's, to. I mean, it's not as bad as what Sancho and Rashford and Saka endured, but it's terrible nonetheless. Right. I mean, Actually, but, you um, know what makes me upset too is uh, I was listening to a, a, a Troops talk today on one of the podcasts I was listening to. And he oh, goes, you listen the back again with troops? No, I was listening to uh, – he was on part in my take. Oh, and he okay. goes, he goes. Uh, the first thing I thought as soon as Saka missed the penalty, he goes, I didn't even think about losing the game. He goes, he goes. the thing I thought about was all three players' skin colors that missed because I knew what they were about to go through. That is such a th- shitty thing to just think about. Like, after your team just lost a final, that's the first thing that goes to your mind. Like, how, fucked, really how fucked up that is, like, of a country that – like, every country's fucked up. Don't get me wrong. Every country has their issues. But that's the first thing that goes to your mind after your team loses a final. It just goes to show how shitty the world is at some points. It really is. I mean, the thing is, though, is like if – if and the same thing would have happened if an Italian player fucked up or whatever. I mean, like you, you would literally like – had some you would have had somebody making some race, racist comments or comments to belittle the player if they had somehow fucked up in that final uh and lost it for Italy so it would have gone literally both ways honestly but because England lost like it happened to Saka to Rashford to Sancho um uh and 
there's just no place for it on. There's literally no place for it. And whoever uh, whoever um, uh, made those comments online literally is a spineless fuck. And they ha- they literally like should just crawl back in- under the rock that they came out of because nobody wants to see them again. Right. But I do want to say this about the tournament. Granted, you and granted we 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 were probably the only people outside of England that wanted England to win the tournament because and i'm not going to go on a rant here about it but like all <laughs> no, of go, a sudden, on a rant. After, go on a rant after the final all of a sudden like after the final it happened like all of a sudden all these italy fans just popped out of nowhere like celebrating on instagram and on twitter and everything and i'm like wait a second have did you watch any of the tournament do you actually like know one player on italy like all of, like what the fuck all of a sudden you wanted italy to win all of a sudden it's forza azuri forza italy like they're just putting like italy like they're sharing all the stuff from espn fc and whatever and i'm like there no there's no fucking way you actually like actually gave a fuck until the final you literally just realized that like oh shit uh, a team actually has a chance to beat England right. in the final, or or maybe they just like say, "Oh shit, uh, Italy, I, like they're good again." Holy fuck! I've heard some people give some like they give the argument that, "Oh, I'm cheering for Italy because of what uh, England did to the U.S. back in seven seventeen seventy six. Mate, do you know what Italy has done in the past hundred years? Mate, if they're talking about what happened in the fucking Revolutionary War, right. you know that there's, you know that their argument's not fucking valid. Right. And then they're, like, I'm like, I'm like, hang on, like, if we're gonna go to that one, I'm like, Italy fought with Germany in two world wars. Italy, Italy was on our side for that. Like, what the fuck? Italy actually switched sides because they were being invaded by us, oh, and they're smart. like, oh That's shit, smart. we surrendered. Smart, smart. Can we yeah, actually can we talk about though for a second? Just I get it's the Italy national team. But all of these players have the most Italian names. Well, I mean, their names, like, I mean, like, I don't want to go into, like, a rant. I don't want to. No, I don't even got to go far, but I just wanted to throw out there that, like, when you hear these names, like, even if you didn't know Saki, like, yeah, that guy's Italian. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 100%. I it, just, mean, it just, like, like I, I knew the Italy national team, but I never thought about it. Then I started seeing the names, like, on the TV. I'm like, that's an, that's an Italian name. Well, the thing is, though, is like, you know, with last names and everything, like it is hard to tell. It, it's it is hard. Sometimes it's hard to tell, like, what nationality they are. Sometimes it's easy to tell what nationality they are. And with the Italians, like you can tell, like, oh, yeah, Giorgio Chiellini, like you like, I, OK, he's a known player. But the thing is, though, is like Federico Chiesa or whatever, like that you can tell that that's an Italian last. Yeah. Name. But like the thing is, though, is Jacob Blaszczykowski. Where would you think Jacob Blaszczykowski is from? Poland. Okay, did you know that he was actually from Poland, actually? Because, like, it took me – like, I know that now, but, like, when I first heard of Jacob Blaszczykowski, I actually thought me – like, I, I thought well, me I, I, like I, I did Okay, I did cheat a little bit because I didn't know he was Polish. But it's either Polish or Russia, that last name. I was thinking, like, more Ger- – like, German. Okay, I could see – I could see – okay, I could see both those as well. But, no, the first – like, I just – Kind of figured well, because was... we knew it's like we know right, it's right. Poland, I, yeah, like, I know you're... it's Poland. Like, like when it comes to like you know that, like you're not gonna know Polish right away. Like you know, whereas like right, my last name's Stosha, and I'm I'm mostly Polish. You would never fucking know that. I, my last name is Michelson. I mean, I'm mostly. You're, like... you're, you are a you're an inbred, aren't you? You got a you got a lot of nationalities. <laughs> you're inbred. <laughs> you are you are the American dream. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Piss off. Fuck off. I'm not from West Virginia. <laughs> We're gonna solve our baby. Huck, little, little John no, Denver playing though, for the like, Michaelson, like 
honestly, like, I'm not, like, my, like, it's very weird. Like, if you want to look at my family history, like, there is a lot of nationalities in this when you actually go into it. Like, uh, there's Sc- Nordic Scandinavian, um, Italian, uh, German, Polish, and Irish. Like, the Italian and German uh, is on my mom's side of the family. My gran- my, uh, my mom's dad, my, gr- my, my grandpa, my mom's dad, he came from, Ita- he was an Italian, uh, his he was an Italian. My mom's mom, my grandma, her side of the family was German. So that's where a German uh-huh. comes from. Um, my dad's mom, like my grandma, on my dad's side, she was Polish. And then like on my, my dad's dad, my grandpa, on my dad's side, like that's where the Nordic Scandinavian the, and the Irish come yeah. from. Like, it's just like kind of like, yeah. So there's no, a I lot think, of nationalities. I think there. my dad's side is 100% Polish. Cause I think either my great grandparents or my great, great grandparents were like fresh off the bolt Polish people when they got to America. Fair enough. But yeah, so but like, no, it's, hard yeah, it was, it's hard to tell, especially like. It's, sometimes it's hard to tell. Sometimes it's easy. Like there's a couple, I mean, there's a couple countries where the names are very easy. Well, actually, never mind. That can't go that way either because then you could think of another couple countries for like I was thinking like Asian people, but then I'm like no because you could. There's a couple countries that have a lot of the same last names. Yeah. So it's they, just really like I guess Italian. That it's just like com- Italian it's just common last. Yeah. Those it's just common to right. it's just common names. Stereotypical stereotypical Italian names. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, is like, you know, in this day, yeah, it really is, which I mean, I mean, I don't know, it just falls into tradition. Like, those are the names that their grandparents had had and their great grandparents right. had had and whatever. Hopefully, so people just, don't say we're like, get us canceled for just talking about people's nationalities because of their last name. Hope we don't feel like canceled for being like racist or something. No, no, I, I know. Like, we're talking about like how that last names just continue to go down geneal- genealogies right. and whatever. Like, um, it's very intriguing there. But yeah, I mean, like, but the thing is, though, is, like, there are a couple. Like, I didn't think, like, I mean, if I didn't know, if I actually didn't follow soccer and, like, you know, Federico Chiesa or however, like, I would not, like, I would have not been able to, like, I could have guessed it if he was Italian, but I wouldn't have been 100% honest. Right. Like, if I didn't follow soccer, I would have been, like, no, like, he's Italian. Okay. Like, Jorginho's not Italian, though. He's from Brazil. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's obvious, though, because yeah, they, not, they, they, don't, they, they just use the one name. They just use the one name, and then, like, they always have, like, the names that end with, oh, like, except for uh, even Pele. Like, Pele goes by the last name, but his last name ends with an O. Yeah. Like, it's, like, Edson something. His liter- his name is literally, like, Edson something Nascimento. Like, he's named after, like, Christmas and, like, Thomas Edison. So, it's very, very weird there. But, like, but going back on to topic here what i wanted to say about the tournament was um we did not get the result that we had wanted as england supporters england as a country did not get the result that they had wanted too but this tournament brought life back into the world um this tournament had um this tournament had literally stadiums filled with fans, whether it was 60,000 in the Puskas Arena in Hungary during the group stage, up to 67,000 in Wembley in the final. You had fans right. cheering and celebrating in the street. You had... Um, can we had- actually, can I interrupt you there real fast? I wanted uh-huh. to bring up this point about golf too, like going in, that we're talking about soccer with all the fans that were at Wembley and stuff. You go a half hour down the road to where this golf tournament is being played this weekend, and they're not letting players stay with other players in houses because of COVID protocols. 
but yet they're packing these stadiums uh, to the brim there, and people outside celebrating. But two golfers can't stay together in a house. It doesn't make sense to me. The Royal and Ancient are very strict on a lot of rules, which is very annoying there. Um, I, had, yeah. I had to bring that up earlier, so sorry for forgetting, but you talking about that reminded me of that. No, that's fair, though. That's completely fair, though. But the thing is, though, is, like, when you talk about it, like, it kind of brought life into the tournament. Like, yes, it, it did. It, 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 the tournament brought life into the world. It's it was nice to see that many soccer fans. Because I get we've seen some American sports have fans back, but it's just not the same as hearing a crowd of 100,000 sing Three Lions, do their chants. It's just a different crowd, and it was so nice and refreshing to see all those people there and just supporting their countries. No, no matter what country, no matter what country that they were supporting too. Like, I mean, going, looking onto this final and yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I, I mean, like it's a, whatever that Italy won at this point. Like, yeah, I'm upset, but the thing is they'll answer the club soccer season now. Right. Um, uh, Our our next big international tournament, we're not going to be cheering for England. No, exactly. Soccer's coming, soccer's coming to our home. Yeah. To our home. Yeah. But the thing is though, is like, Italy and England over the past 15 months were the two most ravaged countries in Europe in terms of everything that had happened uh, associated with what was going on. Italy literally was on lockdown after lockdown after lockdown, and England was as well. These people couldn't see each other. They couldn't like go out. They couldn't go to a. They couldn't get. They they couldn't go have a beer. Go get food. Get, you know, they barely could go to the grocery store. Right. So for so for to see the final. With in Wembley, with all the England supporters cheering for the three lions, and yeah, even if it, and with the Italians winning, to see the pictures that I had seen celebrating in Rome, uh, and not just in Rome, obviously, but like in various Italian cities like Milan and Torino and Napoli, you know, so uh, like you know, that country was ravaged from the get go since March of 2020. And mm-hmm. that was just amazing to see. And it was just pretty much a fuck you to like the past 15 months or whatever. And just saying, hey, we're back. So kudos to Euro 2020 for bringing normalcy back into our lives. Um, I know that. Now it'll be nice to see those same people, though, back in their club soccer stadiums. Exactly. I don't know what's happening. Happening. In, Brings in the passion Italy. back to the game. Well, we're, at least in England, we're going to see the passion back. In our Premier League. Yes, in the English Premier League, we will, which is nice. Which reminds me, I'm going to have to get up at 7.30, in, at least before 7.30 in the morning. On yeah, you got, yeah, you guys got the – never back to early kickoff, though, mate. Never back to early kick. You guys got leads, right? I'm taking leads. I'm backing leads to win, which means United's going to win 4-2. Oh, no. Leads are the underdogs. So I'm, I'm betting that underdog hard. Yeah, yeah. So you're back <laughs> like, to- like the Queen said. Like the meme that goes around, never back the early kickoff. Yeah, never, never back the early kickoff. <laughs> oh boy, we got the early kickoff. I'm not. Uh, God. Yep. So beer becomes breakfast for me in a month. Let's go. Thankfully, uh, it's only on the weekends mostly, though. This is very true. For now, for well, now, until, until we get to the Wednesday games, and thankfully, we got a nice, easy opening game against Norwich City. So. uh uh, I mean, Man City did lose at them uh, a couple. Yeah, they lost at them what two seasons ago or something. Yeah, two like seasons that? ago, we beat them both times. So, yeah, but yeah, Norwich I is mean, always a team though that they get relegated just to be promoted again. I think they have, like the satisfaction of being promoted. To be fair, yeah, that is something there uh, that I do. 
you, you, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, I was going to go about Norwich. I mean, like, I'm kind of getting sick of them seeing, seeing them in the Premier League. <laughs> I really am. But, I mean, hopefully they'll just get relegated again. And then I always hope when they get relegated, they can get relegated to, like, fucking League One and then League Two and then just never be seen again. I want to see Tottenham get relegated. They, they <laughs> could potentially. Uh, in mine and Andrew's football manager league, uh, Tottenham are sitting in 20th place at the Christmas break. Well, not Christmas break because English football doesn't have that. But you know what I mean. Not yet. Not yet. Um, well, since we have a little little time left, who do you think – we're talking about the Premier League. Who do you think gets relegated this season? <sighs> I, 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 already have, I already have my three picks. Um, I think um, – um, I'm going to say, yeah, I actually got to even see like who the promoted teams are again. Uh, it's me- Brentford, Norwich, and South, no, not Southampton, um, Burnley. No, yeah. Right, Burnley was in the PL last year. Burnley's been in the PL, yeah. No, Burnley's been in the PL. Yeah. Who think- is it? It's Norwich, Brentford. Watford. Watford. Oh, that's right. I forgot Watford got uh, promoted demote, or demote, or demote, so, um, I'm saying is like, I'm seeing Norwich and Watford go back down. I think Brentford will stay up. I feel like they'll be like that's a team to be like in that 14 to 16 yeah. spot. Um, I'm going Ashton Villa, Norwich, I'm going and Watford. Southampton. I'm going Southampton, actually. I feel like with how they had their poor run of form at the end, like after they beat Liverpool, and, yeah. they just kind of shit the bed. I feel like Southampton, like, if they don't get out the gate strong, like, they're going to be fucked. I could see that, but no, I'm going to stick with my guns on Norwich, Watford, and uh, Ashton Villa. Um, I, unless Southampton ha- does sell Danny Ings, because he might be going to Tottenham. I can't believe people actually want to go to Tottenham. They had, like, 18 managers <laughs> say no. Oh, God. But no, I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the Premier League season, and Honestly, probably like one before the season starts, like we're going to do a preview episode of this. So we can definitely talk more about this. Like we'll talk more about like who we think will get relegated. Like we'll talk about like, you know, like, you know, big transfer moves uh, that had happened. Uh, we'll talk about um, who we think will win the title, even though like we'll, we'll both be biased. Maybe we'll both be biased. That conversation won't go well. No, that won't go well. I mean, the thing is, though, is I'd rather be biased and say my team's going to win the league than you know put on a try and put on a straight face and say, oh, I think City have a good chance. Like, no, I'm not piss fucking off, City. Do you think City spends the money for Harry Kane? I heard like they, they offered they're broke. they offered a hundred million, and Tottenham just I think already said no. They claim they're broke. By the but way, they're not broke. Piss off. Their owner just their owner. Drop any money for that well, fake football team is, with though, two fans like, in the stands every game to buy players. The, the owner, the owners themselves are not broke. I don't know what the club's finances are, obviously, because of what happened. Does it look like Barcelona's? No, I don't think they're looking like Barcelona's. <laughs> well, they're not looking like Barcelona's or Inter Milan's, which is, uh, yeah, which is not Henry's is bad too. Yeah, but um, um. No, I mean, it's kind of very interesting there. I mean, like I said, well, we can actually like do a preview episode for like uh, the upcoming uh, European soccer season. We could talk about like the various leagues and like whatever. That'll probably be a long episode there. I'm not going to lie. Right, thankfully, it's less than a month away, so. 
Yeah, we may have to do like two. Actually, those are we actually should do like our next like few episodes like dedicated to that. So like we can do like the prem for one. Like we can like do um uh, La Liga and uh Syria for another and then like another one could be the Bundesliga and the uh farmer the French league. Right, Farmers. it'll be it'll be nice to uh see too that uh Bundesliga or not Bundesliga, excuse me. Um La Liga is actually on ESPN this year. La Liga is on ESPN. So we'll actually time. watch those games, but I don't know if, how many of those games that should be played and how much you have to have plus for them. Plus is uh well if you have the bundle if you have the Disney Plus bundle, like it's like $13, $14 a month. I know they upped it a dollar because like they uh, acquired uh, they they acquired uh, the rights to NHL NHL TV. So like they're going to have not like, bad though, $15 a month. No, for that bundle, no, not at all cuz that's like ESPN Plus, Hulu and Disney Plus. Um but ESPN Plus like standalone is like $7 a month. I know that they upped it from six. I know that they upped it from five ninety nine to six ninety nine a month. Yeah, uh, you see, they're offering Disney Plus is now offering like a premiere too. It's like a hundred dollars for the year. That's ridiculous. And you get to oh, watch yeah, like the movies that are in the theaters now. You can watch them. Oh yeah, and the you get all the extra stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't, a lot of those cable is going to be dead in a couple of years. To be honest. Cable's already cable's dying when you really think the, about it. The only reason I have cable in my apartment still is strictly for the Sabres games. Yeah, and because, the, because I wanted to actually wanted to watch the uh, the I like watching the IHF World Cup for hockey in the December and stuff. So that's the reason I bought it as well. But other, yeah. I'm, other than that, like I get free movies a month, which is nice because they're actually different movies that are on like Hulu and Netflix and stuff. But still. Yeah, no, cable is going to be dead in like for like cable's dying. I mean, when you really look at like all the all all the sports like TV rights deals that are happening now, mm-hmm. like it's literally based on streaming, streaming packages. I mean, when we talked about the NHL's deal, like I um uh, the like the ESPN and ABC pack package like. They have all the outer market games on ESPN Plus because NHL TV isn't going to be a thing anymore. Um, they're going to have some national games on ESPN Plus that won't be on ESPN. That, uh, on top of having games on ESPN and ESPN2, obviously. And then they'll have all the playoffs on ESPN, ESPN2 and ABC. But then, like, when you look at the Turner side of it, like, they're going to have some game, Like, they're going to have HBO Max, like, simulcasting all the games on TNT and TBS. Is HBO Max a lot... HBO Max has two plans. Like you have the ad-free support, the ad-free plan, which is fifteen dollars a month, and then you have like the ad, pl- the ad-supported plan, which is like ten dollars a month. I do think that it is a little bit on the expensive side, especially if you have to pay for all these streaming services. That's why I still pay. A reason I still pay for cable because the only thing I, the only thing I actually don't pay for any of my streaming services. I have other people's logins, so I'm lucky. Uh, oh yeah, so really I'm, I'm living the good. Like I, I have someone's Hulu login. I have someone's Prime Video login. Yeah, you're you're. I, I got I got Zach's okay. Disney Plus login, so yeah, I'm living the good life right now with that. Yeah, so you're living the good life. But... I mean, my thing is, is like when it comes to the bundles and everything, like I'm not paying all that much. Like I'm probably paying like 25 at most because I have Paramount Plus. I have Paramount Plus. Uh, and actually, I bought Paramount Plus like on the annual, so that was like sixty. That was like fifty, like right off the bat for like the ad-supported plan. So that was fifty bucks a y- fifty bucks like for the whole year. So that's actually not a bad deal there. That's like five bucks a month. 
and then Peacock is five bucks a month. And honestly, like I'm watching a couple shows on Peacock right now because like I used to watch I watched them a while back and I just wanted to watch them again. But if it wasn't for the shows like on Peacock, like I probably would only use Peacock for the Premier League and maybe a couple other sports. Be uh, but like my. But the Disney bundle that I have, I haven't touched Disney Plus in forever. I mean, like, there's a lot of good shows that are that came out yeah. like recently that I want to take a look at. But I'm probably just gonna save them off until like you know, like once the dog days officially hit. Like, um, because uh, like I'm not gonna want to like you know, I'm not gonna be like a. It's gonna be like a Friday and Saturday night where there's gonna be no sports on or whatever, and I'm just gonna be like, all right, I'll watch this or whatever. Um, uh, but the only reason why I have cable. Is like you said for the Sabres games, for the Yankees, and well, you can't watch the NFL on a streaming service uh, from September to February. Uh, actually, that's very true. Actually, I forgot. I thought Hulu did it for a year, but you had to pay for like the whole big. Actually, they might still have it on Hulu, but you had to pay for like the big plan, like the hundred dollar plan of Hulu. That's ridiculous. Or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe it was like maybe it was like sixty dollars a month. So it's just basically you're better off to have cable. Oh yeah, Hulu and Live TV. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hulu. And I know. TV. Yeah, Hulu and Live TV. No, I'm not gonna do that. I've thought about doing that. Like when I was apartment searching. Yeah. But my apartment has my apartment has my free cable. And then the thing is though is like uh maybe like when football season comes like I'll get the uh I'll get that sports package you keep talking to me about that way I can have the red zone channel cuz Yeah, uh, that's what that's what I that's why I have the, I have the NHL network I have like all the networks and I It's actually fun cuz like there's a couple good shows in the NHL network like the uh the I think it's called the Red 5 or about the five Russians that came to uh the Detroit Red Wings. That's actually a really good show. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, Fedorov and Fatisov uh-huh. and all those guys, uh, and then up in yeah, it's about them and like how they got them to America, like come on, some of them illegally. It's actually it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean it's very that that does sound interesting there, but um, you know, yeah, I would especially with the the sports package, so it's only an extra five dollars a month, so it's not terrible because you get every single like sports network that way. I'd only be paying five bucks a month. <laughs> Right, because my cable is free. So that yeah, exactly. Oh, that's nice that your apartment's cable is free. Do you, do you get like all the normal like was it Spectrum? Yeah, Spectrum. I just have the basic cable though, but I have Showtime yeah. included, which is interesting. Wait, you got Showtime for free? Yeah, I have Showtime for free. Is that actually? I might have that as well because that's how I watch my movies. So that would make sense. Yeah, so I have Showtime. I was hoping it was HBO because, like, when you have a Spectrum account, like HBO, like if you have HBO like connected to like yeah. your cable or whatever, like HBO Max is free for you. I know. I remember one time uh, when I still lived at home with my mom, I she had the HBO, like the HBO Max free for a year. And there was so like I didn't realize like how many movies that they put on there. It was like I was watching a different movie every single night. Like I'd be some nights I'd be laying up in bed till like four or five in the morning. Cause I just got watching movies over and over again. I'm like, Oh, this is bad. But then once the free year ran out, it made me upset and I didn't have anything to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair there. That's fair there. That's what happens when that's what happens when there's no sports for 15 fucking months. Now we have sports, but now we don't anymore because well, we won't have money, many sports anymore. Um, uh, yeah, after this week, after this weekend of golf, we have, I mean, it depends on the NBA Finals finishes, but really nothing. Game four is tonight. Game four is tonight. Suns in five. You're going to have the gentleman sweep. Yep. Because I figured out, I saw people talking about that they're going to gentleman sweep them. 
So I'm assuming me and you were wrong about they having the other team having to win game one. I think it's just win one game at any point. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. We did get – see, like I said, we know most <laughs> than others, but not – we don't know all. That's fair there. But, um, uh, nah, it's going to be interesting, like, you know, for future episodes. Like, I feel like, you know, we're going to – I don't want to be like the fucking networks and start talking. I know you're probably going to want to start talking football at some point, but it's still July. Can we wait until August at least? Yeah, I'll wait till preseason. Well, maybe training. Well, training camps start. Training camp starts at the end of the month. Yeah, so it'll be August. Yeah, so we can talk football in August. I don't, no, want, I don't, want, like- I don't want to beat a dead horse like all these ESPNs do. Like, we can literally have episodes where we talk movie. I know we want to talk about conspiracy theories one episode, so. We're going to talk about conspiracy theories. We are going to talk. When are we? We have to brew. We've been talking to each other about bringing Paiska on. And I keep forgetting. You know, we, we want to bring Paiska. I feel like we both want to bring Paiska on. But, like, I feel like he's not going to just come on. Like, we'll reach out to him and he'll say he'll come on. But then he won't. Then because, we'll, like, we'll ignore our text when we send him the link to join. Oh, my God. That was terrible. But, yeah, no, I mean, also, from what I've been seeing, like, I think, like, he's at that camp. I think he's at that camp, that scout camp uh, that he always works at at this time of year, too. So, he may not even be able to do it until, like, after he gets back. But I do have his email. Like, I do, like, have his email to, like, just, like, have him join on a Zoom and, like, join us for a little bit uh, if that's something to do. But um, uh, we need to get your brother on. And we need to actually get both your brother and Andrew on. That way, like, we could just, like, tell more soccer stories and maybe even tell some basketball stories. I'd be down for that. I I know, like I said, Zach's just busy working on his uh, thesis paper, whatever the hell people in grad school do. I have no fucking clue. We talked about this. We're not me, me and you aren't that smart. That's why we're doing a podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, like we're both smart. We're, just, we're smart enough. Not yeah, one, to one, one, one of us is smart. The other one, not so much. Well, no, we're both smart enough not to waste more money on grad school. Right. Because that's more Fair. loans we have to pay. I Fair fucking... enough, mate. Fair enough. But uh, shit, I, I guess like that. Uh, we uh, there's no fine. There's no other thought. There's no other thoughts. Like I literally have nothing. I'm lost. I'm lost. Do you have anything else you uh, before we conclude, sir? No, I'm shocked we talked as long as we did having North Sports to talk about. I think we, did, <laughs> I think we just kind of rattled on there for a little bit, but that's how it that, That's the podcast. Like I said, we're probably going to maybe do like a re- – we should do a rebrand, just two dudes talking shit or whatever. I have no clue. But we spend literally half two the podcast, a podcast talking about golf. Two dudes in a podcast. Two dudes in a podcast. Uh, yeah, uh, two, two, two dudes in a podcast. I like it. Maybe we'll, we'll see where the dog days take us, and then maybe we'll rebrand. I have no clue. But Thankfully, um, there's uh, only one month out of the year with no sport, so maybe for this like next month, maybe we'll just find some random shit. Like I said, I want to. We both want to do the uh, conspiracy theory. So I mean, yeah, we'll but, just do like yeah. Oh, uh, we should. Do, oh, um. Uh, I know one episode. I know we talked about like earlier too, like where we wanted to do like a parody of like first take and just like make fun of them. <laughs> yes, yes, that would be a lot of fun. We <laughs> should do that. Oh god, yeah, no, okay. If anybody actually, if anybody has any suggestions on like how to like do a pot to like you know podcast ideas, feel free to reach out to us. Um, uh, feel free to reach out to us on the on the Twitter. Um, uh, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, I'm sure that uh, we have some friends of the pod that uh, follow us individually on Instagram. Feel free to reach out to us. Um, you sound uh, old as shit. You said follow us on the Twitter. You yeah, sounded said, old as shit. I know I sounded old as shit. I wanted to do that on purpose. <laughs> okay. I wanted to do that on purpose. Reach out to us on the Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to do that on fucking purpose. Okay. I wore. 
Oh, God. But uh, no, I mean, that concludes another episode of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. Uh, you can listen to and subscribe and download podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever the hell you get your podcast. I mean, uh, I feel like there's like 100 different pl- podcast platforms at this point, but uh, you can also... Fo- you can also follow us on Twitter at Lonely Heart Pod. Uh, we really need to be more active on Twitter. It just goes to show that maybe we are old as shit, or maybe we're just busy with our actual lives. But, I'm going to be uh, honest with you. I don't know how to tweet on Twitter. I don't tweet from my own account. I, I just retweet stuff, and I like stuff. I, I don't know how to work Twitter at all. Um, I am terrible at any form of social media. I don't. Oh, so am I. I'm terrible at social media, too. But, I mean, I'm on Twitter all the time. Maybe, like, we'll, just hire, take... maybe we'll just hire, like, a, like a 13-year-old for, like, $5 a month. Just to no, no, that shit. may actually get us fucking canceled. Well, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> that may actually get us fucking maybe, canceled. But then we'll at least have a Twitter active. Yeah, that may actually get us canceled. But um, uh, no, well, uh, I'm not. We don't have money in the budget to hire a social media manager, and I'm not paying an intern. Uh, and I'm not doing it myself. I tweet. Make him an unpaid intern. Get him his college credits or whatever they need. That could work. That could work. Say, come yeah, work we're a, we're a pod, we're a, we're a podcast. Uh, we're a business. Yes, um, uh, definitely. That could definitely work. Actually, scam the system a little bit. Um, uh, Do you think but, employers uh, would know and like RSA if we got an intern? Our intern like came in like with the Lonely Heart Sports podcast, like internship. You think they would think it's real or no? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. They they would like we would do we'll give it a good old probably. college try. <laughs> yeah. We'll hire Paiska as our intern. Is he active on social media? On Facebook? He posts some dumb shit on Facebook about the Red Sox. It pisses me off all the time. Paiska, you're not a Red Sox fan. You're a fake fan. The Red Sox are not a real team. They suck. (laughs) And on that note, that concludes the wonderful podcast. I hope that we do not get canceled based on somebody's comments about hiring kids to run social media sites. Um, uh, But, yeah, we just rambled on for the most part. if you have any podcast ideas, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, I know there's some friends of the pod that could potentially like have some ideas. Um, but uh, until then, just keep on rocking in the free world, everybody.